0: Hi, and welcome to Matt Holman talks mental health, the podcast where I have the opportunity to catch up and chat with amazing humans. For this episode, I'm so happy to welcome my friend Adette to this conversation. Welcome, Adette. Thank you, Matt, for having me. Uh, you're more than welcome. I'll let you do your official introduction in a moment, but I just wanted to say thank you for participating in this podathon. These 24 hours of 24 podcasts, and this is episode number eight, which I understand is your lucky number. So that's. It is. Perfect, and that wasn't by design for anybody that's listening. Anyway, um, so so Adet and I met a few years. ago, oh gosh, I can't even think now. A couple of two, three years ago, I guess, at an event.
1: Three four years, yeah. Yeah, she was
0: she was hosting in the Netherlands. Um, so Adet's based out in the Netherlands, and uh, and it's interesting if I say the first time we met was in a boxing ring. Um, but we weren't fighting there was it was a theme for a conference that you were hosting and I had the pleasure of, of attending that and participating as one of the keynotes to that session as well so um, it's been fabulous so we've stayed in touch and Adette's a passionate around the whole thing of mental health supporting others and you're going to hear that so I'll let you do your introduction properly Adette. pleasure to see you so happy to have you.
1: Okay my name is Odette uh, I live in the Netherlands and I work in the Netherlands and I work in the business travel industry for the I run the that's Association for Travel Management. I'm an entrepreneur and my background is HR and travel, but most of all, I'm a, a wife of my husband and a mother of my daughter, 16 years old. Uh, my, yeah, this is what I live for and my family, of course, because that's a, the most important thing in life. Um, yeah, HR comes back in many ways, but you will hear that when uh, yeah. when I tell my story.
0: Yeah, brilliant. And and welcome. And, and you know, I know family is a big thing. We'll probably talk a little bit about some of that, too. And like all these conversations, it goes where it goes. And I know you, you haven't shared with me too much in advance. So we'll go where you will want to take it. It's your story. Please tell us about your journey with mental health. And how you. Yeah,
1: when, when you asked me to join, I said immediately, yes. And then I thought, oh, but do I have a mental health story? And when you go along the, the, your path of your life, then you think, oh yes, I did have them. Yeah. Um, first of all, I'm a uh, well, I come from a family with a Portuguese father, a Dutch mom, and I have a sister. And um, that marriage uh, didn't make it, so they uh, my parents got divorced. So that's the first part of your mental health. And for my yeah, in my family, it, it, it really caused some uh, hurdles. And um, eventually the contact between my father and my, and my sister was disconnected for many, many years. And I didn't see my father until he died uh, a few years ago. Um, But for me, it made me stronger in life. It it really showed my path, how I really want to survive and live my life. To be independent for all, that's one of the most important lessons in my life. Um, And that really, helped me think of every step that I took in my life. Um, I had many jobs before I uh, ended up as an entrepreneur uh, seven years ago. Um, But every time I learned something else. I, the majority of my uh, career, I worked for publishing houses. Um, But In the 90s, beginning of the 90s, there starts my mental health first, because one day in September I woke up and I couldn't, I couldn't um, get off of my bed. I couldn't move anymore because of a hernia. Uh, And that made that I had to recover, be treated. And um, I was 29 at that time. And I thought, oh my God, I'm not gonna spend my life in a wheelchair or whatever. I really need to be able to walk again. So there was my fighting mentality that helped me through it. And uh, and of course the chiropractor that really helped me uh, three times a week to, yeah. Recover. And uh, after six weeks, he said, well, take a walk for a hundred meters and I couldn't make it until 50 meters. So that is, was really an eye opener. And that was caused by the way how my uh, desk at the office um, was installed. So mm-hmm. I could easily take everything. So from my chair, which made that my back, yeah, cut hurt in, in a way. So that was an eye opener. And I wasn't a manager in that time. Uh, so, I always looked after my staff, if they really were physically well, mentally well, and, and there it began. And in, uh, at the end of 1996, I really had a burnout. Mm. And, um, and that happened uh, really ridiculous. I was rep- uh, one of the representatives in the Works Council. Uh, so, we had discussions with, the man- with management and they were gonna, um, yeah, at that time you could, yeah, you can hardly imagine now, but at that time you were allowed to smoke in the office and there was gonna be, uh, yeah, it was gonna be forbidden to smoke in the office. And that really freaked me out because I had part-timers or ladies and they catch up at the coffee machine smoking their cigarettes and then they would go back to work. And that was a really that yeah. A a lot of things had happened. Being in the works council, working at middle management um, level. um, What was I? Um, Beginning 30s? Yeah, 33. Um, And I was always facing uh, my career. It was important to make career, to work a lot. And this was the most important thing in my life. But all of a sudden, none of this was there anymore? So I I fell down. Well, I didn't fell down literally, but I had to step down from my work, and I really realized that I couldn't be in the neighborhood of the office. So from, for for um, two three months, um, my husband took me uh, yeah in the neighborhood of my office, and I said I can't face it. I really it was really terrified to go in there. I didn't know how to recover, and that also made me realize that work is just work. Yep. It doesn't matter how uh, in, Yeah, it's not that important anymore. So at that moment, I had a great career. I had a, yeah, very nice life. Um, and my husband said, it was my first husband, I have to say, um, he said, yeah, but this isn't everything. Your health is more important. So why don't you find another job and look what you what you really love and, and what's your passion. So I went for a search to different. I went to different employers, different types of uh, roles in, in and at a lower level. As I, st- I pff, it cost me 100 1500 euros per month. Right. Uh, yeah, less income, but I was much more happy. So um, and but. Yeah, what is the story of my life is that wherever I come, I I get a manager role or, uh, yeah. So um, at one of those roles, one of my bosses said, uh, what do you want to become when you grow older? And I said, well, really when uh, in the recruitment process that I was hired at this company, HR really was disrespectful. They, they didn't treat me as a human being. And I think that can be done better. Yeah. So, in that way, so he said, okay, so what do you want to be then? I said, well, I want to be in HR. So, he supported me for two years um, to do the education for HR. And after four years, I left the company and went to, um, I worked for Sanoma headquarters and uh, for the, I was an HR business partner um, in combination with travel. So, that's how I get to the role I'm in now. the reason that I came there is that I really have to focus on human beings um, and I I have a, yeah, a natural approach that I really want to get the best out of people. So if I have an interview with people, I always try to see if they f- are a match, but also if they really want that job because of the role or um, the, the respect they get or because it's their passion, because they're good at it. So uh, yeah, there were many interviews that I said, hey, you're good and these are your competencies and this is what you're capable of, but you don't match in the team. Uh, and I think you should go for what drives you because you have to wake up every day and you have to go to the office and do your work. And um, this was, this is, yeah, this drives me still, even in the role I'm in now, yeah. There's so many things are happening at the moment. Uh, I mean, mental health, you know, I invited you to have a a presentation on that because I work from home. I do it already seven years and I'm used to it. But when uh, COVID came, uh, I didn't realize that this is not normal for many of the people working. So this was really an eye opener, I must say. Mm -hmm. Um, And Coaching is something I really love, and um, I, yeah, I, st- I do that for, uh, for free. I, I did that for free uh, many, many years, but I had a coach, and my coach said to me, oh, that it's time that you do it as a professional. So you really should start your um, a next assignment and, and do your coaching role official. So I started uh, in January uh, for coaches, and um, this really gives me new energy. And uh, I think, yeah, um, we talked about it many times. I really want to go on a course with you on do the mental health practitioner course, because I really want to have some theoret- theory behind it. Yeah. Then, yeah, really try to focus and coach people um, to get the best out of their lives. Because I think that's the most important thing.
0: It is, and it's it's bringing human back into this equation, isn't it? And yeah. and you said it, and I what I love Adette, is your story around your your evolution over the years, you know the changes, but realizing that it's about humans, isn't it? And you do you you know and, and working with you with the and ATM and it's about the human movement, and and that's what we've got to remind ourselves is business is important, but people are most important. Yeah, you
1: know? and, and that's what you see when uh, when you have online now. Yeah. I had 41 online sessions last year.
0: Amazing, yeah.
1: And I love talking to you, but I would rather have a cup of coffee or tea or whatever with you when yeah. we speak live. I mean, we yeah. are humans, and yeah. that's what I—that's that, what you see. Um, okay, we like this, and I always debate the the topic. Uh, the future of work is uh, work from anywhere. Okay, that I understand, but work from home is not going to be it.
0: No. It's, I think it's I think no I think
1: employers really underestimate the impact uh, if you mm. have little children if you have a, a bigger children I mean that doesn't matter yeah. yeah when you work from home it's different yeah because you have so many more things to manage
0: yeah, absolutely. And at the moment, and we're seeing it here in the UK. And no doubt you are seeing it as well in the Netherlands. You know, it, it's life is blending in with work and work is blending in with life and schooling and gosh, there's so many different variables now that we weren't anticipating just over a year ago, were we? So we all thought it was going to be good and everything was going to go in the ascendance. We've had a pause. What have you done? So so you've obviously kicked off this coaching. Thing, you know the, the training that you started which is fantastic and i really think that's amazing so what have you done personally over the last 12 months to to maintain your well-being because you were a traveler as well right so well, you haven't been able to do so much
1: yeah that's correct and i on one hand i miss it yeah and on the other hand i am really at ease i have a beautiful garden yeah. <laughs> we yeah. have two we have two dogs so we, we okay. have an evening clock now so i'm allowed to go out after nine because we have okay. two dogs I hardly walk the dogs, but now I really want to walk the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah, the weather was nice. So mm. I experienced it in a very strange way because in February I was in the UK and in March there was the lockdown. Yeah. Um, and then I had to cancel my holiday and I I booked my holiday now and I'm really keeping my fingers crossed. Let me go on vacation again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but if not, it's not, I mean yeah then that comes another time but um, yeah I, I managed because I had so many I had it busier than ever
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah because of all those online sessions
0: yeah
1: um, yeah managing family life I mean the children they could go to school they, they couldn't so now my daughter's in years of exams so she can't go to school um, yeah. But that you have to really manage that for yourself, and I'm yeah, I'm more at ease. Good, Good. but I'm longing for the live events and the traveling again, to be yeah.
0: honest. It's a craving that we all have, I think, isn't it? We're all yeah. craving that moment where it's allowed and, and we know it's safe, and that's going to be the most important thing. And hopefully, the anxiety is not too high for people.
1: Yeah, and to, to hug, yeah, I'm I'm really a hugger. <laughs> so yeah, yeah to, to hug my friends and, and my family, my parents. I mean, yeah. yeah, this is really that's yeah, I'm really missing that
0: yeah that is hard, and we all and I'm a hugger too i yeah i I put out announcements when I'm going to conferences that I'm hugging everybody that was before covid, so it wasn't during yeah. it was before, but I remember doing that, and the reaction was quite interesting actually. most people were receptive to the hugs, some people didn't want them, and I'm not never going to force one but um, I do want to go backwards a little bit because you you made a really interesting insight into when you experienced your own challenge with burnout, and i you know recognizing sort of these moments in our lives where you have to stop and and pause. Can you give some insights? Because obviously people listening, what were the signs that you got to burnout? What What happened to you? I know you said about pinned to the bed and things like that, but what, anything else that you saw coming or you felt was sort of bubbling away?
1: Uh, well, I, I start dreaming, having nightmares. Okay. And constantly being focused on work. Right. Really yeah. cannot switch off. Mm. So um, yeah, for me, that are signs that uh, if I hear people saying that, mm. I always say yeah, should, you should step back a bit. Yep. Because, yeah, work isn't everything. I always say, work isn't everything. Then mm. they look at me and say, no, it's not.
0: Yeah. Do you think, yeah. I, I was going to ask a question, and it's a cultural question, really, mm-hmm. because I, I was chatting earlier to somebody from India and had an amazing conversation about culture. How does the Dutch culture sort of adapt to some of these conversations? How would you evaluate or how would you position that or say that do you think
1: if it's accepted you mean yeah yeah um uh it it is Hmm. uh sort of i mean uh people are not screaming and shouting hey i had a burnout okay because yeah and i think it's a strength it's not a weakness yeah but yes some people see it as a weakness Hmm. but i always say um Yeah. Don't condemn people if you haven't been there. So yeah, I mean, you cannot really um, say what uh, what the effect is on people if you haven't been there yourself. And honestly, everything I lived through helped me in getting a better HR professional. Because I see the signs. I can warn people. I can really have a one-on-one talk. Um, and for me, that's really helped me evolve. Yeah. And I'm so happy that I was not affected by depression or, or those, yeah, those signs. I mean,
0: uh, and I'm, a, yeah, I'm always positive. I try to see the bright side of life. Oh. Just knowing you for a few years, I can see that. I know that. I know that. Look, you smile as soon as I say it. So, absolutely, you're not. You're not a pessimist. Definitely, you're an optimist, right? You're optimistic about the future and and what's going to happen, and that's fantastic. I think, you know, the 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 idea of these conversations, of course, is to just sort of share some of those thoughts, those those reasons why we are the way we are, why we do the things we do. I think what's fascinating in your story is this sort of evolving role of the human resources part. And I've said that already, but I do think that's such an important part to think. There's a lot of companies or people who work for companies today who may be HR you know, people um, or may be responsible for managing others. What would you say are the key elements to being a good, empathetic HR person?
1: Oh, I think you should, um, first of all, not ignore the signs you had yourself. Always translate them into the people that come to you Mm -hmm. and when they come to you take the time sit back and listen to their story don't tell your story but listen to their story and then ask them how you can help them yeah if they need any help and how you can help them Um, and give them yeah give them advice on where to go to how to and help them to not see it as a weakness yep. because it all over yeah it overcomes you 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 don't plan this it really gets to you your body is something that gives you signs mm-hmm. and you should listen to your body
0: so true and, and the physical mental connection is so clear actually when you think about it because just having an injury or an illness makes you feel mentally unwell as well you know it does all connect to itself and it can induce anxiety. It can induce other issues and challenges, of course. So, yeah, I think, I think they're all wise words, adept You know, I, I work with HR and, you know, and I know you're, you're very passionate about this subject as well and coaching and supporting HR through, you know, remember it's humans in the first part of HR, I guess, right?
1: It should be. Uh, okay. Unfortunately, uh, I don't know nowadays, but unfortunately 10 years ago, uh, eight years ago, It was about numbers oh yeah yeah. and i I didn't fit in anymore um so the redundancy was fine for me so i said okay that's fine okay i always said if someone was laid off hey but the door other doors open up you're not gonna see it like this but live through your pain and then when it's time you see that other doors open up yeah um and that happened to me as well
0: yeah yeah and now look at where you are you know you're doing great yeah. you, you you're, you're smiling you're still very positive about where the world's gonna you know where we're gonna go um so you're coaching so the things that you're learning how long's that course is it how's it gonna uh, take you
1: oh what i'm uh no i'm not following a course now oh I'm, I'm, okay no no i, no, I, I want to follow a course um yeah, but sorry. yeah and um now i'm i'm have i have four coaches from different generations uh, that's really interesting from a okay. student to someone uh, yeah, almost, yeah, at the end 50s, uh, different um, industries. So that's very, very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. A... And I, I love the students as well.
0: Okay. Yeah. So yeah. student to master. Is that? Is that like to the master? Uh, well,
1: she graduated, she graduated on tourism. And, and, and now what? It's Corona. And I said, you'll get back there. You'll yeah. get back there.
0: It's, cu- it's going to come, isn't it? it yeah, will, it will come. We're getting yeah. the vaccines out. It will come. Yeah. It's incredible. So, I'm
1: first in line. <laughs> are
0: you? Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: as soon as I'm allowed to have one, I'll, oh, yeah, I'll go there. Yeah.
0: yeah, well, fingers crossed we have enough for everybody and we can get them mm-hmm. back there and stuff. So, um, Anything else, Odette? Anything else you want to share? We, we're almost at the end of this, and this is going around so quickly. Um, anything else you want to share with the people that will listen?
1: No, um, if if people have problems, don't stick with it. Talk to people. I think this is very important. Uh, And don't think you're the only one. There are a lot of taboos in the world, and this is one of them. Uh, And I think it shouldn't, because this can make or break you. And life's too precious to be broken to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is one of my end lines, I think.
0: Oh, I love it. I, I think it's very wise words. It is too precious to be broken. And we do yes. need to, you know, to, to recognize that when things are not quite right or when things feel uncomfortable, or we're not in a good place is to have the ability then to reach out and to talk to people. And I think it's so important. You know, that's why this is going on right now. This, we need to talk about mental health. It's been been a conversation that we've been having for over a year in this, you know, COVID world of virtual. But virtual's actually given us a great opportunity to do something as well. Yeah. And, and you know, have these sort of events and, you know, talk to many people. But, you know, the more people that talk about their experience, the more people that share their stories, which is why I'm so passionate about doing this the more people can connect to us all you know we're all accessible human beings aren't we
1: yeah and i'm so happy that the lineup you have now but you had before already there are some people that i really thought okay i have to listen to yours because i didn't expect you to be one of the ones having a mental health story and perhaps people won't have that when they know me um could be yeah yeah it can happen to all of us
0: Hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what this is. It can happen to anyone, and it and it probably will. You know, we will have some moments in our lives where we will struggle, and that's everybody. That's not just the odd few. You know, the.
1: Oh, but you get stronger.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely, and it's how we react and how we bounce back or come back from. Yeah, but
1: also how you're supported at home, and at work. Yeah, that's also very important. And but I really
0: fear now for the children. Yeah. This is really yeah hard time for them. It is a hard time. So yeah. well we'll uh, we'll keep talking about all of these things and the kids well, and we definitely everything will. else. We're never gonna stop talking about this conversation as long as there's a no. conversation to be had. So Adette, I just want to say a huge thank you. Thank you so much for um, joining me this evening. It is an evening recording. I can't even I couldn't even tell you what time it is. It's it's getting what up. is it?
1: About uh, half past eight.
0: So it's nothing for it's, me. Yeah, it's yeah. nothing, <laughs> it's nothing for me. I'll I'll be around <laughs> till tomorrow. Um I know. Uh, but thank you so much I really appreciate it it's been lovely to see you I just want to send you all the very best for everything for the future for everything you're doing as well and please do you know stay safe and look after yourself and and enjoy the garden and the dogs and the family (laughs) I will and and work work will happen yeah of course
1: yeah we need it all thank you for having me Matt and uh, good luck for the rest of the interviews
0: Thank you. I was
1: thinking of you, so... Uh, Thank you, yeah. you manage. <laughs> All right, take you'll care. Manage.
0: Lovely to see you. Right, yeah, see you. likewise. Bye-bye.